Well, you're tuned to episode 234 of Jesus Smart, the podcast. Coming up, Jesus said we should always pray and not lose heart. Then he said we can get extraordinary results, extraordinary results by bringing our legal, that's right, legal prayer claims before the ultimate judge. Welcome, friend. I'm Brian Del Turco. I believe that Jesus Christ knows how our lives work best and that he's passionate about developing his followers as intimate friends and co-agents in his kingdom. If you want to go further with King Jesus and his enterprise, this may be a podcast for you. I like to listen to podcasts largely while walking, sometimes while driving, once in a while around the house, but mostly walking. And uh, that's the beautiful thing about podcasts. You don't got to be tied to a screen. You're not tied to a book. You can put those earbuds in and do your chores, go shopping, whatever you want to do. Now, have you ever thought of prayer being legal in nature? Well, can I suggest there is someone, (laughs) I think we know who that is, who does not want us to know about this. And he certainly does not want us to exercise our legal rights in Christ before the Father on the throne of grace. Prayer absolutely is the most creative thing we can do. Did you know that a prayer never dies? And prayer is cumulative. It builds. There is a momentum in prayer that we can attain that will overwhelm resistance. It's a super high leverage activity. And let me say it this way. The opportunity cost of not praying and of not praying effectively in alignment with higher design, it's just way too high of a cost, way too damaging. Frankly, it's a ripoff. Jesus said this in John 10.10, I have come to bring abundant life. The devil comes to steal, there's the ripoff, kill and destroy. Hey, even if that's happening, I have some good news for you. In 1 John 3.8, the word tells us the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. So yes, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus comes to destroy the destroying works of the devil. And as we're born anew and then are coached up in Jesus, we can develop in powerful legal prayer. You can see the show notes page for this episode at jesussmart.com slash 234-234. This is a special older recording. I started getting excited again as I went over it. I think you may be motivated by what Jesus taught us about prayer. I'll be back at the end with a prayer. Welcome, friend. Let me suggest to you why there may be so much friction that you sense as you seek to develop in Christ and really, really develop in his kingdom as an apprentice of Christ. It's because of the authority that's available to you, the rights that you have in Christ. If the adversary cannot stop you from being born again and beginning to see and enter into the kingdom, as Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, then he will seek to stop you from progressing and really getting uh, an advanced level understanding of who you are in Christ, what your rights are in his kingdom, what your story is. There's much at stake, my friend. We need you and you need me and we need all of us together to run our races, to win it. We need to web our stories together. There needs to be a kingdom architecture relationally that God has called you and I to live in. 
Uh, you know, there are edges that we need to press on, mountains that need to be removed, storms that need to be stopped, and kingdom exploits that need to be executed on. It's the story of Jesus. That's the big narrative. But the story of our lives in Jesus are those subplots, those life narratives that together in a given time period, even a generation, make up and constitute the greater story. We're talking today about executing your legal rights in prayer. One time Jesus told those who were following them a story, a parable about prayer. It's in Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. It says he used a parable to show them that at all times we ought to pray and not to lose heart. And in this parable, amazingly, there's a legal nature to prayer. And, and this is, I'm I'm pretty intense about this. I'm really motivated to hopefully bring this across. It's an edge in prayer that I want to press into deeply. I want to become proficient in it. Prayer is legal, my friend. And I, and I think that this can really move the needle in earthborn situations. I'm, I'm beginning to realize that there's an aspect of prayer where we come into the courts of heaven and it is legal and we can come before the throne of the one who is over all things, who has created all things, and we can make bold prayer claims. We can submit prayer claims. And I'm going to suggest to you that you actually write these prayer claim, claims out, either in your journal or maybe get a box of index cards. Four by six are the cards that I got that I'm going to start using. And really seeing these things as a legal document, a legal prayer claim, scripturally based, that we are asserting before the throne of all. In this story, in Luke chapter 8, verses 1 to 8, Jesus tells them about this widow. And this widow kept coming before this unrighteous judge and saying, give me legal protection from my opponent. We don't know what she was experiencing, but there was some injustice issue going on. In, in effect, she was saying, give me justice. Now, this judge was a grade A jerk. It says he was wicked. He rebuffed her. This judge even said to himself, look, I don't respect God or man. And I'm not, you know, her, his attitude towards this legal claim being made before him was that I'm just not going to bother with it. But she kept coming. She kept appearing before the judge. And if we will pray consistently and never give up and assert our standing and our rights in Christ, we will experience this, this kingdom dynamic that Jesus is teaching about. The judge eventually rendered a decision in her favor and gave her justice, if for no other reason that she was frankly wearing him out. And if I'm not mistaken, I think in the original language in the Greek, it has this idea that she was like assaulting him, like pounding him in the eye. <laughs> I mean, metaphorically, so to speak, figure of speech. And Jesus then says, shall not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night? And will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will bring about justice for them speedily. However, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And you can read about this in Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. You see, Jesus was using a teaching narrative, a parable. It was, it's a story teaching method about a legal matter to show us that we ought to pray at all times and not to lose heart. Now, there's an amazing statement in the Psalms. Psalm 89 verse 14 says that righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne, O God. 
The foundation of God's throne rests upon the supreme values that he carries in his heart of righteousness and justice. Righteousness is sorting things out and setting them to right. It's making things right. And I think we understand what justice issues are. And I just would like to suggest that prayer, my friend, is about justice. It's about the design and the will of the Father. It's the activity of the ultimate judge setting things right through the agency that we carry as his sons and daughters, as the children of God, as vice regents who are called to execute justice or dominion, to exercise dominion under the sovereignty of God. But we have to exercise faith at times. And at times we have to make our case in prayer like this. You see, we can present our prayer claims before the ultimate judge. And I began to, you know, get into a dictionary take some notes in my personal journal, and I began to look up like legal terms. And a prayer claim, in, in this understanding, a claim is like a legal instrument, all right? When you make a claim in a court, it expresses a legally enforceable process or act. You're actually standing up for, for your rights or the rights of others, and you're securing a legal right. The right is provided for in the law, the right is provided for by the court, but if you don't know your rights, I mean, just think about a natural court. If you don't know your legal rights, you can be taken, right? And if you don't have a good attorney, and if you don't exercise good legal protocol in a court, if you don't understand case law, what the precedents are, what has already happened in our legal system, you see, so effectual prayer submits a claim before the ultimate judge. It's a legal instrument in heaven's court. And I began to think about this, you know, you want to have an attorney who has a good legal education, right? You don't want to have an attorney, or if you're representing yourself in a court of law, you, you better be an attorney, but you you don't want to have an attorney who, you know, got his, le- his legal credentials through through a mail order college or something of that nature. I mean, you, you want to know that he has a a bona fide legal education that he that he has the credentials the bar association it's called in the United States he's they're they're recognized and they're credentialed as an attorney and there are different levels of attorneys some attorneys are horrible and others are just killer attorneys and you want to have a killer attorney well i do want to say this that the bible does talk that about jesus as our legal advocate i think it's in first john chapter 2 he is our attorney and and there's no better killer attorney than he himself there's some sense in prayer and in faith in which we have to exercise our legal rights you know a good case that's presented in a court will understand case law they will look in the history of decisions and understand the precedents and patterns, case law. You want to be prepared. You don't want to walk into a court situation unprepared. You'll be taken. Uh, and then you want to have the capacity in that courtroom to be able to, to execute well in a court of law concerning legal rights. And, and in prayer, I, I just feel that we do need to be educated. We need to grow. 
We need to learn. We need to understand what our rights are and how, and how to be transformed in Christ, how to pray effectively. We even want to understand case law, my friend. What are testimonies in church history and even in recent history of prayer exploits and the rights of Christ that have been secured in the life of a believer or in a company of believers or in some issue in society, whatever the application may be. What is the case law? Well, if we will just take some time to, to go back and look at exploits and prayer and testimonies, and, and uh, we will understand that there is a kingdom case law and that these same rights, God is impartial. These same rights are available to us. And, and what about being prepared? What about heart preparation, consecration, as well as scriptural preparation? And, I'm, and I would include writing out your prayer claims as an aspect of preparation. And then actually going before the throne of grace, that's the court of heaven, if you will, and being able to execute well on behalf of your rights or the rights of others. See, a prayer, a prayer claim says this, God, here's what's happening. Now, he knows what's happening, but he wants us to come before him and say what's happening. Something is not right, we say. Something needs to align itself with justice. A prayer claim communicates like the basis on which a favorable decision should be rendered. Father, we want to see Jesus receive the full rights of his inheritance that he won. We want to see the price that he paid on the cross and and through the, you know, the benefits of the resurrection and the ascension, he overcame all. We want to see him receive his full inheritance rights in this situation. Charles Spurgeon said, "Mind how you pray." He said, "Make real business of it. Let it never be a dead formality." Plead the promise in a truthful business-like way. Ask for what you want because the Lord has promised it. I just, I almost hear like a legal tone there and what he's saying, a business tone. Execute on the business of prayer. Execute on the legality of of, of prayer. Mind how you pray. I'm personally feeling, get organized. Get these cards established. You know, prayer burdens and prayer interests come and, and then they float away. And then I'm distracted by, by, by something else. Can I become consistent until the breakthrough comes on these edges? And then record the breakthrough. Take on other edges. Take on other mountains, right? Take on other opportunities. I'm telling you, prayer is the most creative, powerful thing that we can do. There's a legal basis for prayer. I mean, Christ has firstborn rights over all of creation, right? And we are joint heirs with him. The Bible says that all things have been created through Christ and all things are for him. Jesus said when he was on the earth that all things have been handed over to the Son and all authority has been given to him and he turns and gives it to us. He gave us his name as power of attorney. He said the Holy Spirit will take all, all of what is mine and will disclose it or reveal it to you. We can bring a need or a desire out of the shade into the light of the throne of grace, my friend. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. 
justice, it's a high value with God. And, and that justice issue that you're bringing to the throne of grace, it could be you or somebody has an issue in their physical body. The Gospels in the New Testament, Matthew through John, they are filled with accounts of Jesus healing people. It's a key part of the kingdom message. It could be a financial need, a material need. Maybe somebody needs to be delivered from the oppression of dark spiritual powers. Maybe some situation, some context needs to be freed from dark oppressive powers. Maybe there's a need for reconciliation. All of these are justice issues. A need for reconciliation between individuals in a family or maybe within an organization, maybe within a nation. What about these big justice issues of like sex trafficking or the poor, economic oppression, religious persecution? What about abortion? What are these leading macro justice issues of our day? Are we running to those issues in prayer with others? Prayer is about justice. Now, let me just quickly suggest as we bring this in for a landing to, I encourage you to write your prayer claims. Don't just speak them orally or, or allow them into your head. There is a, a dynamism in writing. I mean, even secular research is now showing that something like writing out your goals fairly dramatically improves the likelihood that you will achieve them. I'll drop a link on the show notes page. You can read about that. Don't just keep your goals or your aspirations, or in this case, your prayer claims in your thoughts. What if we were to write out our prayer claims and our affirmations of faith? Research tells us that writing anchors things. It gives power to our heart desires. I'm suggesting that you use either a journal. In my case, I'm going to use, I I bought some colored four by six index cards. Okay. I'm going to write out these prayer claims with supporting scripture and affirmations. Draw, write out your own affirmation in the first person singular, I, and write out your affirmation in the future tense. Don't write it in the past. Don't write it even in the present. Write it out somehow in the future tense. Maybe we can talk more about this or show examples on the website or, or in further podcasts or v- videos or something about how to do this. I want to become organized and absolute in my prayer life. I want to get legally dangerous. You know, when somebody has served a legal notice, I mean, it is, it is an intimidating thing. And, and I, my friend, what if you were to... In, in effect, serve your adversary on some issue that you've been languishing with, or maybe on behalf of another, a legal notice in effect, like a cease and desist statement of declaration that you've already gone into the courts of heaven with in prayer and executed on the word of God, right? That is the legal language, the legal parlance that you want to use. This approach is to target areas of need and even even areas of aspiration. And in effect, these prayer claims, if you consistently bring them before the throne of grace, Jesus said in that parable, Luke 18, 1 to 8, that God the Father will speedily issue justice for those who cry to him night and day. You know, I recently heard a teacher say, you know, if there's some some edge or horizon that's very important for you to really make a dent in. You, you really got to move the needle on it. It's time for this mountain to go. This is my language. Take a passage or several passages and really just stay with it. Soak in it. Get really intense about it. Allow that, 
those truths of those words in the scriptures to, to just renew the spirit of your mind and to transform your thinking and to really make an adjustment in your heart. And this thing gets so big on the inside of you, the expectation and the faith and the desire and the passion and prayer that it, that it, it supersedes in God. It gets bigger than what's on the outside and just overwhelms it. It just displaces that mountain. It just absolutely causes that storm to, to, to be instantly quelled and calm. You see, I think the Lord, I, I more than think, I know, I believe the Lord responds to our resolve. You may want to use a journal. You could use an app on your phone. I encourage you to write it out again. There's something about the physical act of writing. I'll actually have a couple articles linked just about that issue, the physical act of writing, how it imprints your inner man. And it just, there's something authoritative about it. Pen in hand. You know, I'm even, you know, I've been wanting to do this anyway. I, I, I want to get into fountain pens, you know. I know it's sort of an expensive hobby, but there's all kinds of fountain pens. But I'm going to get into some bona fide pens and some quality paper and some great ink from Italy or Germany. And, and I just want to do this personally, but boy, am I going to use it in this area. That's for sure. Snap pictures of your cards and you could drop them into a file in Evernote or some other app that you use. And then you can access your prayer claims on your phone, wherever you're, wherever you're at traveling or just you're out at lunch break or you're standing in line at Aldi's, right? And, and, and you, what, what can I do? Whip your phone out and look at one of your prayer claims. Invest a few moments in prayer at a lunch break. You're waiting for someone, etc. And And prayer, I, I, I just think we need to remind ourselves that prayer is cumulative. Prayer builds. Prayer is eternal. Every prayer you pray never goes away. It never disappears like after 24 hours before God. It builds, and it builds, and it reaches critical mass, and things happen. I, I, I personally plan to get serious about this. To me, it's even more important than if I was prepping to appear before an earthly court, right? Um, I'm excited to see what may happen with, with a new prayer initiative. This is like a new prayer install into my game, into my scheming uh, against uh, against the adversary, really, in a, in a, in a quest to to live out all that Jesus wants. Prayer is limitless. Now, will you join me in this? I hope you will. I hope you'll consider it. Now, can I pray over us, friend, for just a quick moment? Father, we come before you in the powerful name of your Son, Jesus Christ. We ask, Father, that through the Holy Spirit, you would teach us to pray effectively and powerfully, that we would take in your word, that your word would reformat our thinking, it would renew our spirit, that we would come into such a heightened state of kingdom consciousness, especially in our prayer life. Father, we ask in the name of the Lord that your son Jesus would teach us how to pray. Jesus, come through the Holy Spirit and teach us to pray, for the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We thank you for those words from the Apostle Paul. Via your Holy Spirit, Lord, we give you glory. You can see the show notes page for this episode again at jesusmart.com slash 234. Stay connected with the podcast and with jesusmart.com. You can subscribe on your favorite listening app. 
and be notified when new episodes go live. And we have a free e-newsletter for you to keep you updated about new things and resourcing. We're all seeking to level up with our Christ following. It's called the Kingdom Brew Newsletter. It's the only newsletter that believes that God loves a cheerful liver and a cheerful giver, too. Well, that's, that's interesting. Seriously, it's all about you and your world going above and beyond as an apprentice of Christ's kingdom. You can subscribe at jesusmart.com slash newsletter. And have you heard about the Wild Ox Prayer podcast, wildoxprayer.com? These are quick dynamics about kingdom prayer and then a quick lead on prayer for culture, society, and the nations. You can look for that coming out. It's coming out now every week. And uh, right now it's on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, a few others. It's coming to Apple Podcasts. You can go to the site at wildoxprayer.com. Thank you for passing this episode 234 along to your friends, your contacts, your colleagues, your enemies, uh, those who hate you, those who love you, everyone. Just spread the good news, okay? The best indication is always your personal connection. The future belongs to Jesus. He's brilliant. Let's walk with him. Let's continue steadfastly to walk with him. You know what? As he walks with us, he teaches us. He talks with us. We ask questions. We're coached up. We're going to catch his brilliance in a unique way. I look forward to connecting next time. 